Hey, what's up, all you crypto savages? All right, let's say you got a little bit of shit on your arm or on your hand. Would you wipe it off with a paper and call it a day? No, no, you wouldn't. If you got shit on your arm or hand, unless you're a total savage, you'd run for the soap and water, maybe a chore boy or an SOS pad or something like that. But some soft cottony paper? If you got shit on your arm or on your hand, you're going to wipe it off with a cotton ball? Who does that? Nah, nobody does that. But the horrifying truth is 98% of the people you meet in America have a dirty butt. That's right, but not anymore. Because I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Hello Tushy. With the -the state-of-the-art Hello Tushy bidet, you can poop and then splash your ass with some cold water. Give your ass the love it deserves and stop wearing it out by scrubbing it with that sandpaper you get at the dollar store. Get the unbelievable clean only water can provide. And speaking of dollars, it's economical too. Did you know that by washing your ass with a Hello Tushy bidet, an average household with three poopers in it that go to the bathroom three times a day will save an average of $479.81 a year on toilet paper. That's a lot of money. You're literally flushing down the toilet. Hello Tushy is sanitary and will cut down on pink eye occurrences, hemorrhoids, skid marks, and dingleberries by 75% in your household. So run and get a Hello Tushy now by visiting hellotushy.com and use the promo code CRYPTONY to get a discount at checkout. This is an indigo alert. In 1988, The daughter of Catherine and Blair Lucian, Ava, was reported missing after running from the San Francisco Police Department after a prank gone wrong. Just recently, Ava has been sighted in Detroit, Michigan, in the area of Hart Plaza. Theory has it that Ava has been interdimensionally transported here due to a freak accident involving poly water. MetaHedge has hidden thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency in the landscape of downtown Detroit. Our first ever ARG augmented reality game will allow the players to play in a game where the lines between reality and fiction have been blurred in many uncanny ways. On their search, players will encounter magic, time travel, and Masonic connections to Detroit history and learn about things in our landscape that we walk by every single day. Can you help find Ava? Will you discover elsewhere in the process? If you want to play, you must first follow the clues on our Facebook page. Or if you're ready to become inducted into the EPW and help find Ava right away, you can then just call Agent 13 and three quarters at 248-910-5164 or drop him a line at Agent and 13 and three quarters at epw.icu. There are two words in modern day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. Those two words are cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. 
It's not that scary. It's not that difficult. And it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Casanova. Hey, what's up, all you crypto savages? Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. All right, guys, so over the weekend, well, wait, 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 wait. Before we get into over the weekend, first of all, I got to cover some stuff with you guys. First of all, I apologize for the last few weeks, like trying to get information out. Guys, there's so much stuff going on uh, right now at MetaHedge and all that kind of stuff. Um, that uh, it's kind of like keeping me, uh, you know, I, I have to focus. I have to focus on on particular things. And unfortunately, even though I like to make the podcast like a priority and that kind of stuff, uh, the podcast does not pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I get some stuff. I've got some ad revenue that comes in and this and that or whatever, but uh, I can't live off of the podcast. So if things heat up at MetaHedge and that kind of stuff, I have to, number one, uh, divert my attention and give that 100% of my attention. And then where do I fail then or where do I start to slip? Well, obviously, I start to slip like on the podcast podcast and on the daily updates and that kind of thing. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie guys, but, um, I've honestly been reflecting, you know, uh, a little bit over like the last few weeks as well too. And, uh, and you guys have seen like, you know, what our cryptocurrency calls are like and what can be achieved and that kind of thing. And, and honestly, to tell you the truth, uh, I don't want to sound, uh, mean, but just calling the cryptocurrency market has become boring for me since uh, getting the AI bots. I mean, n- number one, they're just always right. Uh, there's never like, you know, like a huge variation. You follow the market up, you follow the market down. If you trade, you trade. You know, uh, obviously, I did very well with Zen. You know, when we traded Zen, we all saw that. And I mean, we personally, I did very well with Zen. Uh, I did very well when we called Phantom and I did well when, you know, we called Gala initially and all of that kind of stuff too. So as these, as I call these coins and I do things, then eventually I start to say, you know, like uh, one of the things that I'm trying to get through this whole crypto thing is like freedom, you know, and then like what I'm doing is I'm creating more stuff for myself to do or that kind of thing. Um, when in essence, you know, uh, I'm being allowed some personal freedoms now just because of like what I've been able to to do so uh with that being said you know i'm 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 beginning to pursue uh some things that are of interest you know to me uh as well as meta hedge projects that i wanted to get a little bit deeper into like you know artificial intelligence and like that kind of stuff that now i kind of have like a little bit of the funding you know on my own to do you know through like what's been going on that you guys have been able to to document and do so i guess what i'm saying is doing the podcast is fun and and all of that kind of stuff 
Um, you know, but sometimes I just look and I'm like, well, you know, well, uh, what am I doing here? And, and why, why, you know, what's the motivation behind it? Obviously I want to keep you guys informed and I want you guys to know, and I want you guys to prosper as well. Um, but you know, I mean, like the, the, the truth is the, the stats are the stats. And I mean, some of you follow along and do that kind of stuff. It takes research, you know, on my part to do the podcast. I try to put out a good product for you guys and that kind of stuff. So it takes, you know, it takes time. It takes time on my behalf to go through and like put together the information and sit down. I have to sit down. I have to record it. I have to, you know, put it out so that you guys uh, want to listen to it and that kind of stuff as well. And uh, frankly, there's just like, you know, it's almost like on the cusp of like, there's enough of you, uh, but there's just really not enough of you, you know, to make it like a, like a, like a thing where I'm like, you know, I have to record, you know, the podcast. So, so I'm kind of like at that cusp there. I don't know if I'll continue, you know, in the future, maybe I'll just do like the Meta Hedge update or something like that. And let like, you know, the Meta Hedge people listen as we go along with like the thing or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Let me know what you think. I mean, if enough people are actually like listening and following along and like you know taking the advice and that kind of stuff you know i'll continue it i'll I'll consider it and i'll continue it and that kind of stuff as well but but one of the things that i'm looking at you know currently is um you know i mean where's my time best served and my time best served right now uh it seems is going to be involved in in meta hedge and meta hedge projects and and that kind of thing as well and then i can continue to trade cryptocurrency however i want or whatever you know Uh, initially this was a journey for me to document, you know, how I went from knowing like absolutely nothing about cryptocurrency, you know, several years ago to uh, having gotten lucky and made some money in there and then like developing my own stuff and now being like as immersed as I am in cryptocurrency where I'm part of like, you know, the actual cryptocurrency uh, uh, framework and, you know, I'm kind of like part of like the the wallpaper in cryptocurrency as at all. You know, I mean, we talk about it like all, all over the place. There's, you know, people that, 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 that I communicate with and other podcasters and et cetera. So I'm immersed in the community. Um, I'm getting ready to go off to Florida. I'm going to be at the Bitcoin conference uh, and that kind of thing as well. And I've got other stuff going on with like the platforms that we've developed. So we've developed platforms at MetaHeads that are now starting to take off. They're not like being worked on anymore. Like these things are actually up and running and we're getting ready to start doing things with them uh, as we move uh, as we move along. So which is presenting its own challenges challenges, you know, as, as a whole and its own legal challenges and all kinds of stuff and partners and all that kind of stuff. So we're in the process of sorting all of that kind of stuff out so that we can like move forward uh, and, you know, and be prosperous, like, you know, the entire year and all of that kind of stuff. So we're on the cusp of doing something huge. And uh, right now the podcast and the daily updates and that kind of thing is just uh, sitting on the side burner. I try to get to it as I can, but, um, you know, there's only one of me. That's like the thing, you know, uh, I can duplicate and do a lot of things with AI and computers and stuff like that. But unfortunately, I'm at the point in my life where what I really need is another one of me, uh, another clone, a clone of me that knows what I know and knows how to do what I do and can actually do it and can anticipate you know, what I, what I want to do. And actually, uh, uh, Adriano, uh, that works at the company is actually pretty close to that, but, uh, he doesn't know like the whole computer part, but anyways, everything else is pretty much there. So anyways, we are moving forward. We have a lot of interesting stuff. I'll cover the meta hedge stuff during meta hedge, uh, during the meta hedge portion, 
But anyway, I just wanted to give you guys like disclaimer, apology, let you know why I haven't been around uh, over the last couple of weeks, what's been going on and that kind of stuff. So there it is in a nutshell. In a nutshell, what is it? I've been busy, man. Very, very busy. And you know, and I have to, I can only concentrate on certain things. So with that being said, over the week, as I was busy, uh, the Meta Hedge Fear and Greed Index hit a 64. Uh, over the weekend, first of all, let's let's start off with that. So, like over the weekend, uh, Bitcoin dipped. Uh, it dipped all the way down to 28,600 from 29 and a half where it was. Uh, it dipped down to 28,600, and then it had a four-hour close that was like just uh, you know under that. It really needed to have a close that was above 28,800 for four hours, and during the that time, uh, you know, it would have gone to 29 and then it would have gone to 30,000. But during that time, what it actually did was that it closed under 28,250 and then it dropped down to 27,800, which is like where we're currently at right now. So current price of Bitcoin right now, May 1st, 2023 is $27,942 at the time of recording this podcast, which means that it's May 1st time to pay the rent, bitches. All right. So how are we going to do it? Well, let's see uh, what the market says for us. And then currently, what the market says is that the milk, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Meta Hedge uh, Fear and uh, Greed Index uh, is actually uh, reading at around 64. So what is what is the uh, Meta Hedge Fear and Greed Index and how do you make use of it? Well, um, let's check it out. Uh, the fear and greed index is basically a collection of quantitative factors, uh, including volatility, momentum, uh, and then there's qualitative factors such as Twitter chatter, uh, Reddit, and all of that other kind of stuff too. And what it does is that it sums out how investors are feeling about Bitcoin at any given time. And then all of those factors are boiled down to a single number between zero and 100 every day. So if it's low, uh, that means that the market's fearful, meaning that it's bearish and uh, Bitcoin traders are trying to sell their Bitcoin. If it's high, then it means that we've got some greedy bulls on our hands. And what it means is that investors are optimistic about Bitcoin's price. Uh, so it is correlated uh, to Bitcoin's price. Uh, but not entirely, you know, uh, the fear and greed index looks at Bitcoin's market momentum, volatility, social media, Google trends, and how much Bitcoin is dominating the crypto market and surveys. But it's also going to have more ups and downs than a tower of terror compared to Bitcoin's price alone. So uh, why should you care? Well, uh, this index shouldn't be the only thing that you consider, but it's a solid indicator that you can turn into uh, to use as and become a better investor. So that's why I, I quote it always at the beginning. Uh, it's basically a collection of what our AI says uh, the market is currently doing. And the standard way of, of reading the index is uh, be greedy when others are fearful. But you can't follow that advice to a T because you'll probably lose money. So definitely don't buy or sell with each price change. Instead, look for periods of greed. So historically, they've come before uh, Bitcoin's best performances. After the greed, uh, after the index has been in a state of greed or extreme greed for 7, 14 or 30 days straight, Rate, then returns have ranged from 126% to 255% uh, and, and the 90 days after those streaks. So 
that will help you level up as a trader if uh, you just follow along every single Monday I give you what the fear and greed index for the week is so obviously with ours being at 64 for this week it's showing that we are starting to approach that extreme uh, greed okay so now would be a time to act accordingly uh, but in the meantime uh, we're going to see that like right now uh, with altcoins there's going to actually be a good opportunity to purchase and to get in here uh, too there's a lot of news that's coming uh, very soon which is going to start driving the market and before that the market is going to uh, of course react uh, kind of like in that bowstring style that that I always talk about so what's uh, currently happening on on the news and in the market well uh first of all the biggest thing uh that is uh gonna come is that we are officially one year away from what is known as the next bitcoin halving so every four years a major event shakes up the crypto world and that is the bitcoin halving and after a rough 2022 crypto investors are looking for a full year ahead to the next one so the stage is set for the next halving to occur on april 28th 2024 and What's going to happen during that time? Well, every halving cuts the amount of new Bitcoins that enters circulation in half. So while the total supply of Bitcoin is fixed at 21 million tokens, only 19 million tokens have ever been mined or created so far. So the remaining 2 million will be awarded to future miners, uh, which dilutes the supply over time. But the level of this inflation is actually going down at this time. And in 2024, that reward will be cut again to 3.125 Bitcoin. At current prices, uh, that would reduce the 5 billion of new supply from entering the market each year. So why should you care about this? Well, the halving has been a major price catalyst in the past. Uh, check out how Bitcoin has reacted uh, over the last three halvings. First of all, in 2012, Bitcoin rose 365% leading up to the halving, and then 8,000% in the year following. Okay, in 2016, Bitcoin rose 142% leading up to the halving and then 284% in the year following it. Then in 2020, Bitcoin rose 17% leading up to the halving and then 559% in the year following it. So it's all about supply and demand. And well, now we just need the demand to return. So with that being said, um, there's a few things to watch out for uh, in May. So uh, first of all, uh, it is officially May, and there's a couple of things uh, that we're going to keep our eyes on this month. Number one is going to be bank failures, okay? Big banks have been collapsing left and right. And just in case you've lost count at home, uh, the over the last two months, we've seen, let's see here, Silvergate Bank collapses, Signature Bank collapses, Silicon Valley Bank collapses, First Republic Bank collapses, Credit Suisse that I called way before it happened collapse. And then uh let's see. I mean I mean banks are falling like fat people at a spinning class right now. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. Okay, and you thought it couldn't get any worse. So, uh right now the it, it can get worse and you're going to hear it here first. Cross River Bank is now in trouble too. Uh, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which is the FDIC, of course, has sent a consent order 
to Cross River Bank alleging the bank engaged in unsafe and unsound lending practices. So the FDIC has requested that the crypto-friendly bank self-correct and appropriately address the issues. Also known as Cross River Bank just got the check yourself before you wreck yourself notice or the fuck around and find out notice from the FDIC. So why does this matter? Well, Cross River is one of the last big crypto banks standing. So it's uh, worth to note that it works uh, with some of the biggest crypto players like Coinbase that we are involved with, uh, the largest U.S. crypto exchange, by the way, and Circle, the issuer of USDC, which is the second largest stablecoin right now. So if uh, Cross River goes down, it could be trouble. Uh, I'll keep be keeping a close eye on Cross River and other banks uh, over the next month to see what happens. But so far, um, I've seen banks' pain turn into gains for us. So let's hope that uh, it continues, uh, at least for the sake of our wealth and our well-being uh in the meantime so the second thing to keep an eye on uh this month is going to be uh since the silicon valley bank or signature bank and silvergate bank collapses happened bitcoin is currently up 30 percent so what's the cherry on top well bitcoin's been in the green for four straight months the last time this happened was back in 2019 can i get an amen and a hallelujah please yes that is right well we'll have to see if bitcoin can keep the streak alive in may though so uh not so fun fact according to coin glass may has been the worst performing month for bitcoin over the last two years with an average monthly return of negative 21 percent so hopefully that streak does not continue uh through this month and uh, we see some positive returns in the meantime though uh, we are looking to rebuild our portfolios so a uh, drop during the month of may would help us rebuild uh maybe at some bargain basement prices before a bull run that could be fantastic so uh let's keep our eyes on that now we can't predict what the future is going to happen or what the future is going to bring uh with the banks and bitcoin's price but here are two big events that could make it or break it may 3rd the fed announces interest rate hikes that's right they are coming out may 3rd remember and i will have a market update around that as well too so uh we will get to hear from jerome salt bay of the market powell as he uh probably drives the market down with his face uh that basically says at all times no matter how you look at it his face says we're screwed so uh anyways uh the fed announces uh interest rate hikes that's going to happen may 3rd and then may 10th cpi data is released if you don't know what cpi data is well it's currently the price of how much it costs just to breathe all right that's right there is an index of what it costs just to breathe all right it's not really that but well basically i guess you could say it but it's a consumer price index so it's a price of everything okay and all of this shit is in the hands of jerome powell and the federal reserve holy scrap all right. Anyways, uh, all we can hope for at this point is that April showers bring May flowers in the future. And, uh, you know, May flowers will bring pilgrims uh, hopefully looking to settle uh, in the new land of uh, or in the promised land, hopefully, of crypto uh, bull runs. So let's see what happens uh, that. Now, there's three big moves to make crypto uh, onboarding easier, which is going to be a cool thing coming up here. And there's actually a lot of cool shit being 
being built on crypto every day. I know that because I build a lot of really cool shit on crypto every day. Uh, stuff like new decentralized apps, protocols, NFTs, and all of that kind of shit. So I love that, and uh, it's what I do, and it's our bread and butter. But there's a big problem. Crypto onboarding is hard, and new users have tried to try products uh, they've never used before, made by companies they've never heard of before, uh, which is why bridging new users into crypto uh, you know, can be challenging at best. But Venmo is rolling out a crypto to fiat on-ramp uh, that features a buy and send crypto feature. So over 70 million Venmo users will soon be able to transfer crypto like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and etc. Uh, two other Venmo users, external wallets, exchanges, or any other PayPal accounts. Uh, MasterCard is also launching crypto credentials. Uh, the goal is to set up an infrastructure to help customers interact with businesses using blockchains in a safe and easy way. And it's teaming up with Polygon, Solana, and others to make it happen. So uh, this is good news for us. And you'll hear uh, during the meta hedge portion uh, why this actually affects us, all of like these problems uh, with the onboarding uh, right here. Uh, as well, uh, also, but before we go on to a whole other thing, uh, Visa is uh, actually hiring more developers to join its crypto team. So the payment processing giant is looking for smart crypto nerds like me because uh, I've gotten offers to help out its uh, ambitious crypto product. So what's the MetaHedge take on that? Well, my sister might not know what MetaMask is or how to use it, but she sure knows how to use MasterCard Visa and recently Venmo and uses all three every single day. So the more big players that join crypto to make the onboarding process easier and the better the big W for future crypto adoption will be. So speaking of big Ws, by the way, uh, Ether uh, or Ethereum uh, is not a security as said by Gary Gensler. Uh, so all eyes have been on Gary Gensler, and you might know him as the chairman of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, player of exchanges, president of the Crypto Haters Club. But what you might not know is that old Gary used to be a professor at MIT, and recently a Twitter user uh, took his script on memory lane and found a clip of Gary teaching back in 2018. So uh, what did he say? Well, the course is called Blockchain and Money, and although Gary is singing on how bad crypto is today, he was like Pete Payne on an auto-tune singing a whole different song five years ago. And uh, here's some of my favorite lyrics by Gary uh, taken from that video. He said, the Securities and Exchange Commission has said regardless of what it might uh, have in, might have been in 2014, that Ethereum is now sufficiently decentralized and that we will consider it not a security. Also quotes in his speech, he says, So we already know in the U.S. and many other jurisdictions that three-quarter of the market are not ICOs or not what would be called securities. Three-quarter of the market is non-securities. It's just a commodity, a cash system. And he says, crazy, I know, the same guy that's coming out to crypto claiming that most are securities was once teaching his students that three-quarter of the market, including Ethereum, isn't a security. Motherfucker! What do you think about that? All right. Well, anyways, obviously there's tons of corruption in the space, guys. Okay, and all kinds of stuff is going to happen uh, with cryptocurrencies as we see in the next few months, etc. So we'll have to keep an eye on regulations because that's going to be uh, a determining factor in uh, you know how a lot of things go uh, with uh, with cryptocurrency for us in the future. But uh, for right now, everything looks you know pretty much uh, pretty much positive. 
Marshall, it looks like it's getting ready to take off. Uh, we could have a really big dollar weakening uh, event here uh, very soon. Uh, most of you know that like Warren Buffett has been pulling his money out of Taiwan, um, you know, even at a loss. So that kind of signals to me that there might be something going on in Taiwan. Uh, of course, what does Taiwan make and why is it important? Well, they make computer chips, uh, mostly the silicon chips uh, that we use in our computers uh, and that kind of stuff. So, CWMS uh, is one of the largest chip manufacturers in the world. And uh, Warren Buffett was heavily invested in billions of dollars in there. He pulled out his money in hundreds of millions of dollars uh, at loss at a loss. So, with that being said, you can probably imagine that we are at some point going to start bombing uh, Taiwan to kill the factory before the Chinese get it, or that the Chinese are going to start bombing the factory so that we can't make silicone chips anymore over there. But, but what's in contention? Anyways, silicone chips, 100% in contention in Taiwan. Keep your eyes on that. That is going to affect the dollar. It's go going to also affect the crypto market as a whole. So, with that being said, Let's take a break on that, and then I'm going to come back and talk about MetaHead and how all of this kind of stuff affects our project, what's going on, and all the exciting stuff that's actually happening at MetaHead as we speak. Uh, guys, I will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up. From prices and news to altcoins from the crypt and what's new at MetaHead. All right, crypto savages, we are back from break. All right, so, uh, well, we have like quite a few things to cover here. First of all, what's new at MetaHedge? Well, over the last few weeks, we've been really busy due to uh, several items that have been taking up uh, most of my attention. Anyways, uh, as you know, we have that ARG, uh, which is an augmented reality game uh, called Discovering Elsewhere that's going to get released June 30th. Uh, so that'll get released June 30th, and that'll go through September. It's an opportunity to go out in Detroit, uh, walk around, um, enjoy the landscape. We've hidden several clues amongst the cityscape. And the idea behind it is for you to, to go through the city, walk around, and notice things that uh, that you might have not noticed in the, in the past, giving you a different perspective on, on the city, on the cityscape itself. The idea here is is that uh, eventually what we'll do is we'll leave this game up and running after the prize has been given out, but we'll leave it up and running and it'll be a great way to get to know the city and to see the city of Detroit uh, by playing this uh, this augmented reality game. So I've made it very difficult. I've designed, uh, you know, the game and I've made it very difficult uh, to, I, or I should say, not difficult, but I've blurred. I've blurred the lines between reality um, and fiction uh, in many ways and provided many clues. And there's all kinds of things that I've put online. And there's phone numbers that you can call that that uh, that will give you information. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm trying to get over a chest cold here uh, at the same time, so I apologize about that. But uh, anyways, there's phone numbers you can call. There's websites that you'll have to visit. There's things that you'll have to do. There is 12 words that I've hidden uh, within the Detroit city sky cityscape. And as you solve... Uh, 
uh, the 12 clues that are there, there's actually a total of 13 clues, but 12 of those clues will lead you to words. Um, and if you put those words in a particular order, hence the 13th clue, um, then uh, you will be able to unlock a cryptocurrency wallet that has an undisclosed amount of cryptocurrency in it, but it is valuable. Uh, it's not, you know, some garbage or some joke or anything like that. So uh, with that being said, uh, that's the premise of the game. Uh, getting that up and running has been uh, one thing. Uh, other than that, we've been working on the exchange, uh, which has been testing and uh, has actually worked out fine. Uh, during tests, um, we have two versions of the exchange up. Uh, there's the meta, meta exchange.tech site, uh, which is currently up and just kind of clean. I know some of you have gone over there and taken a look to see like what we're actually building there. Uh, but then there's an actual, uh, other site that's, uh, being tested. And the site that's being tested, uh, everything has worked out pretty well and it's re actually ready to comply and to go out. The only problem that we're having now is, uh, we're having, I, with you, you guys know with all the bank collapses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, right now, banks are getting a little bit more, uh, I should say, scrutinizing more uh, cryptocurrencies and et cetera and stuff like that. So uh, right now, uh, we're having trouble with Stripe, who is who we were using in the past uh, as our onboarding system. So there's a couple of options for us. We are looking into some other onboarding uh, opportunities. Uh, some of you know that, uh, you know, some of like uh, our partners are involved in Upswing. Uh, I've actually been looking at uh, establishing our own payment processor to go along with what we've already built because it would only make sense and it's only a step away. Um, so uh, that's that's one of the things too. And uh, to build a payment processing uh, team uh, isn't uh, that that uh, complicated. You know, basically what you need to do is you gather a team, you assemble a team of professionals, which we have already anyway. So this is why I say it makes sense for us to do it because we have like 99% of this already in place. So you have to assemble a team of professionals with expertise in payment processing, bing, we got it. Software development, bing, we got it. Legal compliance, there's a couple of like members of our of our of our team and even of our community that are in legal and that help us with legal. So we have that on our team. Risk management, well, we know uh you, you know, I mean you're gonna have to put somebody in charge of that. Uh, I guess that would be a thing to do. And uh, customer support would be like another thing that we would have to add to it. So I guess there's uh, a couple of, of opportunities there uh, for us. But like you, like you see, we have like 90% of it in place, you know, already. And uh, I guess like the prudent thing to do would be to conduct market research, which we've already done, analyze the existing payment processing market to identify gaps and opportunities. And then, you know, we got to understand like your target audience and their payment processing needs, which is basically if we made it to build our own system, uh, then that would, you know, I mean, we know exactly what we want. We build it exactly how we want it or whatever. And then we would just build a payment gateway. So uh, with that being said, I, I mean, we actually have, I have, uh, uh, I've already developed a payment gateway that can securely process transactions from various payment methods because we're currently using it on our platforms, uh, including credit cards, bank transfers, digital wallets, cryptocurrency, Google Pay, Apple Pay, and everything like that. So, so if we start using like our own system, you know, and then, uh, and then find, 
you know, I mean, and we establish our own onboarding process, then we'd be in good shape. So the rest of it is like security compliance, which we do. I mean, that's like part of like, you know, what my my job is. I mean, I, I actually do that, which is PCI and DSS compliance. So uh, we don't have any problems there and building integrations and APIs so that merchants could easily connect to our websites and mobile apps and all that kind of stuff is just a hop, skip and a jump away. Then we could create our own pricing and billing models and develop our own customer support lines. And I guess we would just have to obtain like our own, uh, you know, licenses and permits and go. So it's something we're looking into right now, just uh, establishing our own payment processing system using the technology that we've already created. That way we could hop, skip it and do it kind of quickly. So if we don't get Stripe on board, uh, you know, which are looking into like a system to, to go in and do it uh, or upswing doesn't happen in time, then, you know, we have this in line that we can just jump in here and, and get it as well so that's uh that's uh what's going on there all right so like what's been consuming most of my time these days is of course we've uh gotten uh into where wxc which is a a top five i guess you could call it so you've got in mma which is in combat sports you've got uh the ufc uh you've got bellator you've got ryzen you've got a couple of like these different organizations and wxc is actually top five right in there so They've actually sent over 20 fighters to the UFC from WXC. Uh, they've actually uh, engaged in contracts with uh, the UFC Fight Pass and etc. It's a fantastic organization, uh, and they've uh, adopted, graciously adopted the use of our platform, which is going to drive tons and tons of revenue uh, into the company. So we're looking forward to that, and because of that, you know, we're obviously establishing relationships. We're doing things, uh, you know, kind of like above and beyond what we would normally do. But uh, with each of these platforms, so like right now, we've developed tons of tons. I mean, well, over the time, over like the year, you know, we've been working on technology, which we've talked about and all that kind of stuff or whatever. And now, well, that technology like is now completed. And uh, because it's completed, I can actually take it and adopt it to a bunch of different industries. So what I'm doing right now is actually taking and adopting what we've built to many different industries. Right now, it seems and it makes sense to start with the sports industry just because we had an entrance there and the platforms themselves uh, based basically uh, lend themselves, you know, very well to to uh, sports uh, and stuff like that. If you go right now and you can check it out, go to ownafight.com. Uh, you can see what we're working on there. You'll see that there's like tons of fighter profiles up there already um, and that kind of thing. And uh, we manage all of that. And of course, uh, we make uh, site fees off of, off of this entire platform. Now, we've also developed sites just like these for hockey and football and all other kinds of things. And we're in the process of already distributing those so uh so that takes time and energy and all of that kind of stuff as well but uh it will be in the future these platforms will be a a major way that uh that you know revenue is driven into the into the company as well so so it's actually great for all of us that uh all of these things like only legends global art Den, presto exchange uh the one that we're currently building for the church systems and the ones that we're building for the high school systems uh 
that all of these, you know, get up and running and, and doing very well because it, it helps all of us as well. So, and it helps carry us to like, you know, our ultimate goal here as we go, you know, onto, onto bigger and better things. Now, speaking of bigger and better things, uh, we've actually moved into line now officially for mainnet status on the Solana validators list. So if you go to our website, you'll see that we have a validator that's sitting there that's currently on testnet. And if you press the right buttons and stuff like that, you can actually see how many uh, test uh, you know transactions we run on the Solana network on a monthly or daily. Actually, you're seeing it by the second there, but it'll give you like all the monthly, daily, weekly transactions that, that we do. Right now, uh, we do about a cool 1,100 transactions per second for Solana, uh, which is very, very nice. Our validators are running very well, which is why we're being considered now for mainnet status. Now, you know that mainnet status will come along with uh, you know, uh, well, roughly around $6 million in Solana that comes uh, to the validators, uh, you know, to allow for the validation of, of transactions and stuff like that. So uh, we are currently in line and working towards that. That also is taking tons of time because, of course, during this time, uh, I want to keep our validators running as streamlined and as fast as possible uh, so that, you know, things continue to move in the direction that they are currently going. So as you see, there's tons and tons going on uh, at MetaHead. Some of you still have not gotten rid of your meta tokens uh we know that and uh we almost we're gonna start moving forward uh from here uh you know so if you haven't uh, done something with your meta tokens i mean come on it's already may 1st we said we were going to cut this out in april and uh you know we're currently uh waiting for for some of you to that are dragging your feet uh you know to just go ahead and transfer your tokens so that we can uh, actually send you the rest of your tokens there so uh with that being said the others uh have done a great job with it and uh our wallets have grown uh right now we're kind of stagnant we don't have like any growth because we're not selling the the token at all but we are providing revenue and liquidity into our pools through like the jobs uh that we're currently completing such as the platforms and of course like we continue to do uh the mining as usual so uh speaking of the mining as usual many of you know that the sec has been cracking down on staking operations uh which is basically like one of the things that we do so we are currently uh, keeping our eye on what's currently happening right now. It doesn't seem like a lot of like the enforcement actions and stuff like that are coming out here. But one of the things that we will be doing is reevaluating our white paper, uh, especially now with the launch of the platforms. We might not need, you know, to do the staking. We might not need to be invested uh, in some of these smaller, uh, you know, ventures that we're currently into. And uh, we might be able to just start drawing revenue off of like our own platforms rather than off of other people's platforms platforms, which is a nice place to be. So that is something that we are currently looking at right now, uh, but we'll have to see. Over this week, there'll be a lot of uh, information going on uh, with the SEC. There'll also be information happening with the Fed uh, and a dollar of, you know, the cost of dollar and, and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, right now, as it looks, the dollar could be in for a possible very strong weakening. Uh, so I'm not going to say a collapse of the dollar because we're probably not going to see that in our lifetime. I mean, who knows? But anyways, uh, what we might see, 
is a, a immense devaluation of the dollar. Uh, and it looks like that could be happening at the amount of like dollars that are currently being printed. You could also see um, as people are starting to, to store Bitcoin and etc., uh, you're starting to see value being built in that area and in the cryptocurrency market as a whole. So we've seen the cryptocurrency market grow, especially over the last four months, as things have uh, have uh, become more tense with you know China and Russia and stuff like that as well. So keep your eyes open for all of like these items that are coming down the pike, um, you know, as well, uh, especially during the channel. This week I'm gonna be uh, I'm going to be doing the market updates, uh, you know, pretty much religiously this week. So I'm going to try to jump back on those. Um, we've got, come to a point where, you know, like now the first fights are going to be May 20th. Uh, so we're already involved in that. We will also be doing the fantasy sports gaming during that. And that will also provide revenue uh, into the company that way. So uh, things are looking bright for us. Uh, very, very bright. And especially if we get two or more of these platforms kicking off, then uh, we are going to be in the big leagues, uh, you know, especially in sports and stuff like that. And we might have unintentionally built something that uh, is going to take over the industry. So far, everybody that's using the platforms absolutely love it, uh, and it's providing uh, it's providing a great opportunity right now. Like the one that we've built for the fighters is providing a great opportunity for fighters to monetize their career when they need it the most. And of course, we make a percentage off of that. So uh, right now, there's currently like 20 fighters on the fight on the on the site, and uh, over the next year or so, we'll, we'll probably have uh, upwards of a thousand fighters on there. And uh, who knows what could happen with like bigger organizations? We're in touch and we're in the big leagues now. So that's one of like the good things that we're actually looking at. We're in touch with the big leagues and we're working along with them. So so with that being said, some of the smaller platforms are also going to start driving insane amounts of, of revenue as well. So so guys, uh, we've uh, we've basically, you know, gotten to the point where uh, we're going to to start seeing some growth. Uh, so I'm not going to say it's going to be immense growth and stuff like that, but we are going to start seeing some growth uh, in the amount of of, of meta that is you know returned to us and and that kind of stuff and etc at least for for now uh with all of this stuff up and running so it's an exciting time for us uh and we're very very close to to getting there uh if we find as soon as we find an onboarding partner uh that will allow people to use their visa mastercards and etc uh other than just cryptocurrency uh then we will be bringing the exchange to full steam uh if we can't find somebody then we are just going to have where you connect your coinbase wallet uh directly to it so uh anyway so uh, that does limit us though uh so one of the main things that we're seeing is that a lot of people that are getting involved with us don't have cryptocurrency wallets and etc established yet so uh it's nice to be able to accept payments from them in visa and mastercard also if you sell any of your meta uh, through the site you want to be able to get it to your bank uh rather than exchanged for a crypto currency and then uh, having to take it to Coinbase that way. But if we have to do it that way, then we absolutely will. Okay. All right, guys, that's going to be it. I don't have an altcoin from the crypt for this week, uh, but I'm going to continue saying, you know, hey, uh, right now is probably a good time to pick up Zen again. Uh, so if you missed like the initial run on Zen, uh, right now the retracement is going to allow another opportunity to pick it up. Uh, so take a look at that uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, other than that, if you don't do anything between now and the next time that we meet, just buy the freaking dip. All right, guys, I'll catch you next week uh, and uh, make sure that you catch 
watch the market updates every single day on the Facebook thing from today forward. I will have them up there, and uh, let's see how we capitalize on this uh, on this pullback that is currently happening, and uh, we'll make the best of it. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. This has been Tales from the Cryptocurrency. Our passion is to teach everyone from teens to boomers about NFTs, cryptocurrencies, how to invest, and how to stay safe. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to smash the like button and leave a review. Even bad reviews help, so please do it. For questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit MyMetaHedge.com or send an email to CryptoKeeper, the number 2, the letter U, at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group at Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And join Cryptony airdrops on Stockforge by using the promo code Cryptony and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.